morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard for Railroad Spike Cohen. I am Matt Wright, and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. Hey, everybody. <laughs> First... <laughs> First and foremost, and now it's nap time. Right. Um, first and foremost, allow me to thank Grassroots Kava House. And I just want to point out, okay, I just want to take a moment here before I thank Grassroots Kava House, because seriously, guys, thank you for all that you do for me. Uh, these stupid hay straws. Give me my plastic, one-use plastic straws back, please, because these piece of crap, pieces of hay that we are now using as straws, tricking the world into thinking that this is an acceptable form of beverage transport. It's not. It sucks. It's awful. It has no density. You can't stir the drink. It's awful. But thank you guys for everything you do for me. You guys are wonderful, and I love all of you. And allow me to thank Kroger, who doesn't make me drink through a straw because it's in this perfect bottle that I just drink from for my amazing delicious purified drinking water. Bulavanaka. Bulavanaka. Gotta take the lid <laughs> off because having a lot of str- straw uh, can't handle the yeah, pressure. Like, now is kava like is it like a smoothie in, in consistency? Like is it no, so stirring or is it? It's, it's not water soluble. Okay. So it, oh, so it's all in the stove. Okay. Right, so it constantly uh, will, the sediment goes Separate. to the bottom. Yeah, it separates. Oh, okay, um, okay, okay. But yeah, no, they, St. Pete's doing that no plastic straws crap because a frog got a straw stuck up its nose or whatever. And, um, yeah. <laughs> Travesty. Wait, to, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Speaking of we which, We have a collar. Yeah. But yeah, so th- this is legit. Oh, oh. Hello? <laughs> oh, for no, God doesn't want me you to call me. There's a, a I get this call from this guy, and it's a pre-recording telling me that God wants me to presumably give him money. No, and, uh, I don't think that's true. I don't think God wants me to give you money. You right? don't. Um, you don't know. You <laughs> well, he hasn't. He has an odd way of showing it. Right. Specifically that guy, probably not. I don't think so. So, uh, okay. So, yeah. So, um, we actually got... The, so, something that you can... If this is... So, it's the whole city. Yeah, the whole city. Of the straw. Yeah. Okay. So, my wife is uh, very ecological. And so, she bought us glass straws to use. That just so sounds... That we're not I, using... I would die... I would break that really? thing, and part of it would go back. No, secret. So <laughs> the ecology. No, um, it's actually. I thought the same thing, but they're actually super strong, and we, uh, we. I, I actually like them because I have like smoothies and stuff like that with them. And I thought, oh, the smoothies, it's not going to work. And then it's actually better, and it, it, it might actually be better for kava too, because, um, because it's like it's hard. It's it's like real hard glass. That um, because of that, it there's no give to it, and so um, you don't get that thing that you get with like, like milkshakes and smoothies where it like gets caught in there and you end up sucking your brain out trying to trying to get the thing. So it, 
it's worth a shot. Um, but um, I'll, I'll, or you I'll, can just get plastic straws. Wait, right, I just want my just give me my single use plastic straws. Like the metal ones make everything taste like crap. Like it's like drinking out of an aluminum can. Except yeah, I wouldn't want to do that. Yeah, the glass ones are good though. I, I like the, I I uh, I resist everything uh, that's new. And so I was like, no, no, I hate change. And she's like, just try it. I'm like, all right. And I'm like, oh, this is this is good. This isn't bad. so. Yeah. This isn't bad, it, even though it is change, which is bad in and of itself. Right, yeah, no, change this, sucks. This, this specific change was not terrible. So, point to my wife. Joshua Smith says, this show is a lot cooler when I'm on it, and apparently he hasn't watched those episodes. Um. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I like when Josh is on. Like I'm actually having uh, Josh and... I believe his name is James. His name completely escapes me at the moment. Um, they're living in Liberty uh, uh, documentary that they're right. doing. I'm having him on not next week, but the week after. So it's going to be a Joshy Bear Tastic episode of my fellow Americans, my fellow Bearkins. <laughs> my fellow Bearkins. That's what we're calling it. My fellow Bearkins for that episode. So yeah, um, work on the graphics as soon as this episode ends. I you know I, I love Joshy Bear. Um, Little Winnie the Pooh looking mother, uh, but uh, yeah, he's he's a fantastic guy. But he he likes to he likes to stir the old honey pot, if you know what I'm saying. And uh, <laughs> hey, the old uh, picnic basket. That's right, a picnic basket. Hey boo boo. Hey boo hey, boo. Uh, anybody got? I'm gonna a write these basket? things. Let me mark. I'm gonna note these things because <laughs> these are all things that are gonna happen during our episode. But yeah, no, I like Josh. He he's just been uh, he's just been talking all like the other day. I don't remember. Oh, it was on the post of me and my non-real sister, um, and I said that she brings me such joy. And uh, she said, "Oh, I, uh, L- Lacey, <laughs> yeah, Lacey, Lacey Joy." Um, but uh, he he commented. She commented on there saying. You're awful, and he said it's true though. And I said you don't know, and he said I, <laughs> I know everything or something along those lines. And I said, yeah, did you know you were going to lose to Sarwark? He, yeah, <laughs> that was basically what he sent me back. <laughs> was that was that face? Oh my god, man! <laughs> yeah, when I swing, I swing for the fences, man. I, I'm I'm not an on base hitter. I I'm a cleanup. <laughs> Yeah, that was a yeah. Ouch, indeed. <laughs> but I still hey. love you. I still love you, though. I still love you, Joshy. That hurt me, <laughs> and I wasn't even directly involved in that. So, <laughs> God, I know everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you let me talk about your worst the, uh, career embarrassment. We just red wedding them right over like. A real like, like, hey, I know a lot of stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yes, it was a low blow, and I apologize, Josh. Um. (laughs) Like God, (laughs) (laughs) I know. First, we're doing, we're still doing Joshua Strong from like what twenty episodes back of my fellow Americans, right? From when he got sick. So Joshua Strong, Joshua Strong. Strong. Oh, when he didn't show up for your episode, when he didn't show. up. (laughs) Here, okay. You you keep going. I'm gonna play Danny Boy for Josh. Okay. 
Yeah, uh, the knife, the knife is still in your heart, but it's better than being in your back. Um, I, I can't. So. I mean, you know, I would prefer for somebody to stab me in the heart to my face than in the back. Uh, that's just me, though. Some, oh, Josh, Josh is sick right now. Chronic sickness sucks. Well, yeah, no, man, I feel. Josh, I, I, I'm very sorry to be laying on all of the jokes at your expense um, because, you know, obviously you're a good friend of the show and a friend of mine, and, uh, you know, I, it's all out of love that I do it. And I don't want to hit yeah. you while you're down, man. Yeah, man, if it makes you feel better, I have MS. <laughs> I hope that makes you feel better. He drops the MS card. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sick. Oh, you're sick? Oh, yeah? I'm about sick. Huh? No, I'm sick. Anyway, uh, um, <laughs> it's, it's my thing. If I can't have anything else, I can be the sickest person in the room at any given time. Sometimes, most of the time, my, and then someone's like, "I have AIDS." Right, I was gonna say minus the people with AIDS, <laughs> or like it's like, well, you win this one, AIDS now, guy. We've got we've got somebody from a much lesser podcast commenting, um, going on about. Oh, our arch, our arch rival that our, we aren't our, good at fighting against. Right, that guy. Our arch rival that we're at war with and losing terribly. Um, and losing terribly. <laughs> had a lot of self goals so far. Right. Own goals. Uh, yeah, Mr. Where is Danny Boy? Mr. Rimzo Martinez is, is, is watching. And Rimzo, you're still awful. Like, just terrible. Thank you for coming on my show yeah. that one time, by the way. Yeah, like, that, was really, <laughs> that was really great. Uh, I hate you. <laughs> but awful, just awful. Uh, you're not even... Man, Teresa, Teresa Sandusky coming out with I Have Polio, so don't feel bad. How is that possible? I don't know. Spike looks oh, like... Oh, that is playing. Can you hear that? Yeah. Okay, good. That's for Teresa's polio. Teresa, well, how do you have polio? From a long time ago, I assume? I, Renzo says you look like a pedophile and I look like a make-a-wish kid. And he looks like somebody Trump is going to deport. Oh, I look like a pedophile. Right, and I look like a make-a-wish kid. Well, that seems inappropriate. Right. He looks like somebody Trump's going to deport after he yells at a guy in a MAGA hat. After he claims that they beat him up? Right. Um, <laughs> but, um... I just have so many questions about the polio. I do have a lot of questions about the polio. Teresa... Any, it, any information you want to drop on us about the polio? Please. Our condolences, by the way, but also, how? Yeah, I just realized the frame isn't up. I, I don't know why. Um, <laughs> what frame isn't up? The, oh. Yeah. Yeah, the frame uh -huh. is not up. It should be up. Hey, everyone, for those who don't know, I'm Spike Cohen. And I'm Matt Wright. <laughs> and we are on a show called The Muddied Waters of Freedom. Yeah, and you're and, watching uh, us. I, I Are you guys going to start the auction? Yes, the couch is coming, man. I don't care what Ashanti told you. The couch will be here soon, and everyone can just relax. Oh, no. 
Oops. Um, crap. Yep, I know why. I know why it's not there. Um, but you know that'll be that'll be fixed next week. Um, sorry, guys. Yeah, we'll fix that next week. Right. It doesn't matter to you guys what this show is called. Right. Okay. Just just the show is this is just the spike and and Matt time of oh. t- uh, togetherness. Also, I would like to uh, I would like to wish my very favorite cousin Ian a happy thirty second birthday today. Um. He's a wonderful human being and deserves all of the love in the world, even though he didn't uh, show up in Portland when I was there. Um, still love him, though. Happy birthday, Ian. Happy better birthday. luck next time. Yeah, better luck next time. You'll get that DNA lottery right one day. Uh, <laughs> Congratulations on being Matt's cousin. That's right. Um, <laughs> it's the couch stain. Um, yeah, so I guess we should probably talk about stuff. At some point. At some point. That's probably a good idea. What do we got? At some point, yeah. At some so, point. This, I don't know, this week wasn't really... It wasn't a really uh, heavy, heavy political week. I mean, no, lots of stuff uh, happened, obviously, but, like, right now, Trump is in Vietnam, currently sent, spending more time in Vietnam than the Native American guy that confronted the Covington High School kids. He's been there one day longer than... Uh, I think he was the there before, there. too. So, I mean, he's been there a ton of he's time. He's been there a matter of days longer That's than right. the guy who said he was a Vietnam vet. Damn right. Um, why is he, is he there for a... He's there for the Kim Jong-un thing? Yeah, he's there for the Kim Jong-un thing. That ought to go well. I mean, you know, credit where credit's due, he actually didn't do too bad uh, last time. Um, You know, we aren't at nuclear war, but... We are not at nuclear war, and neither are, you know, is there a bunch of, like, screaming back and forth about the threat of nuclear war. So, uh, you know, people are saying, oh... Well, North Korea is still continuing their nuke program. Okay. So here's my thing. And I don't know if I've said this before on this show. I've said it on my show. If I were to become the elected or unelected, if I were to end up becoming the leader of a small and relatively poor country, um, I do a lot of things. First of all, I'd free all the markets so that we wouldn't be poor any longer. But another thing I do is I would immediately... It start and announce the start of a nuclear program, nuclear weapons program, and I would, you know, all of the the you know powers in in the world that would obviously not want me to have a nuke program because they'd want to be able to bomb me anytime they wanted. I would say, okay, well, you know, we need to come to the table and you can figure, you know, and I'd use it to negotiate whatever concessions trade wise or whatever else that I could get from them. And I would, you know, get all of these concessions, and then I'd immediately restart the program as soon as I got all of that. Um, because ultimately, the, the the point of having a nuclear weapon, it's like it's it's applying the gun control debate to nuclear weapons. If only one side has a nuke, and the other side, or or if no sides have a nuke, if, if there isn't someone there who has a nuke who can use it, then the odds of them getting attacked in a conventional or nuclear attack is higher, especially a conventional attack, especially from a larger uh, country with a bigger military and, and you know, more uh, firepower and manpower. And we've seen, look at all the countries that 
uh, the, the U.S. and, and Russia and, and, and other foreign powers are constantly bombing. What do they have in common? They're rich with resources, usually oil. They are relatively poor and don't have a lot of influence. And they don't have nukes. Because if you have nukes, people leave you the hell alone. Right. So in my mind, I'm, I'm not really scared of North Korea having nukes. Because people don't become dictators by wanting to be suicidal. They become dictators by just the opposite, by having a very strong survival mechanism. So in my mind, I, I'm, I'm, not, I, I'm not scared of them having nukes. I'm not scared of Iran having nukes. Uh, when the U.S. was the only country that had nukes, they were using them. They used it twice, and then they were threatening to use it multiple times against China during the Korean War until Russia got nukes, and then that stopped, and there hasn't been any serious talk about using nukes ever since then. So I'm fine with that. And to all the people in the comment section right now who are saying things along the lines of uh, 50 years later, the draft dodger makes it to Vietnam or like uh, Libertarian Santa saying Trump finally got to Vietnam. Liberty Clause. Liberty Clause, yeah, even with the bone spurs. The way that I see the draft, and this will segue nicely into something else, but the way that I see the draft is much like I see taxes. It shouldn't be a thing. So if right. somebody gets out of it, I'm not going to fault them for it. Don't care. Good on you. Like, yeah. I don't care. Yeah, I'm, uh, so, yes, exactly. I'm, I, any, anyone who got away from the draft, great. Like, I, I, I'm not terribly worried about that. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad and everyone else should have done it too, and then there wouldn't have been a war effort. Um, with that said... You know, it is kind of funny that this guy who's trying to say, you know, I'm so strong on the military and he's trying to portray himself as this strong man when it was time to fight in Vietnam. He's like, no, I'd love to, but I got these bone spurs. So I I get that. I get why that's why that's kind of funny and hypocritical. But I also, you know, most strong men usually have a military background. If you look at Mussolini or. Uh, Stalin or Chavez or or uh, even Hitler served in in the military during World War One, um, you know usually that kind of comes with it and and so I guess Trump is our first postmodern strong man who <laughs> you know he was busy playing uh, playing uh, uh, football during Vietnam but uh, it's kind of funny right yeah that's just one of those things I'm like well we I got into a, a debate with somebody on the page this week who was debating me on taxes and he, he was upset that all he did was pay less taxes and not no taxes. And I was like, man, I mean, it, it's a step. I don't, I don't know what else to tell you. Um, you yeah, you, I share your, I share your anger, but <laughs> I, you know, it's right. less. Um, but, um, yeah, he, uh, but you know, the way that I see it is, all right, yeah, Jeff. Be- oh, it was over Jeff Bezos not paying taxes. What started it? And it's oh, not that oh, Jeff oh. didn't; it's that Amazon didn't. And I was like, man, if you can get out of paying taxes, good on you. Like, you think I don't try? Luckily, I don't. <laughs> ma- <laughs> I don't make any money, so I mean, it's a lot easier for me. But uh, you know, that's the thing. That's a that's a great way not to pay taxes. That's, right, just uh, be- that's agorism. Right, just don't make any money. Just don't make any money. Just be broke all the time, and you don't pay taxes. It's actually it's not bad. Um, <laughs> if you can make it work for you, then right. hey, you don't pay any taxes. Right, you just got to learn how to garden, oh. farm. So that's since we're hey, this is a thing that is an actual we can segue directly into. 
Speaking of the draft. Speaking of that draft. Speaking of the draft, this isn't in the notes, but it is a thing. It, it, in, it is in the notes. I put it there. I know it's there. Ah! <laughs> I just saw Texas. I assumed it was something Texas related. Speaking of this thing that Matt faithfully put in the notes. Right. A federal judge in Texas. In Texas. <laughs> Texas. Uh, ruled that women... Uh, that that a, a, a con, uh, I guess what a, that a draft that's o- male only is unconstitutional. So the selective service is unconstitutional unless it uh, includes women, right? And uh, now I, this is undoubtedly going to go to the Supreme Court. Oh yeah. Where hopefully they just strike down the whole damn thing, but uh, which could happen. I could see that potentially happening with that mix of judges. Um, at the very least, I think they're going to. How are you going to say? That there's not, you know, the equal protection clause is being uh, adhered to if men only have to sign up to potentially kill and die for the government, but women don't. Right. And even though it hasn't been activated since 73, it you're still having to do right? 71. 70 in the 70s. Whatever, 70, whatever. In the 70s, it's been, you know, 40, almost 50 years, but it's still a thing, and you can potentially, they, they say it doesn't really happen often, but you can potentially face jail time and fines, and you cannot register to vote. Right. So, why, I thought we were doing equal protection, so why wouldn't women have to do that too? I am fully in favor, I am okay with either way that this will go because I can almost guarantee it's not going to go where they go. Well, I guess only men can do it. That's okay. Uh, I think that they'll say either the whole thing needs to go away because why are we forcing people under threat of imprisonment to sign up for the military, especially if it's something we're not even using. And the Pentagon even says they don't want draftees. They want, you know, people that have signed up. Um, they want an all volunteer military. And also, or, or if they go the other way and say, well, everyone has to sign up. Both of those are going to result in there not being a draft anymore. Because I can tell you right now, the very first time every woman in this country has to enter selective service, uh, that'll be the end of that. Right. So what is it? You can't get uh, R.I.P. the draft. You can't get a college loan if you don't if you're not a member of selective. Like if you haven't signed up for selective service, and I don't think you can get car insurance. But don't quote me on that. There's there's a there's a few things you can't do. But the big but another thing, and again, it's not used often, but it is technically the law, is that you can be. Uh, we just got all of the reacts at once. Okay. So someone may have fallen, or they <laughs> dropped their phone or something. I was like, and there, there wasn't really anything of import that we would said in that moment. It just anyway. Um, maybe they're just someone's having a a a. a, a, a a moment. The words are failing me. A cascade of emotions. A, ca- a cascade of emotions over the. A cascade of emotions over over the draft. Um, yeah. So, so. Yeah. No, go ahead. You you were in the middle of a point before somebody cascaded emotions all over you. I'm sure I was, and uh, their cascade led to a cascade on my part. That sounds like something remember. that was included in the Trump dossier from 2016. Uh, <laughs> Everyone started cascading. So it's actually funny because a lot of people 
on the left aren't happy about this. Like, we'll say, we'll just point to something that anybody watching us on Facebook at this very moment, Sarah, uh, recently said, I'm okay with sexism in this case. Um, and you're seeing that from a lot of people on, right. like, on the feminist left. I have seen people on the right who are female who are saying, no, we wanted to be part of the draft, which I'm like, I don't know why, but okay. But at the same time, these are the same people who are willing to sign up anyway. So, okay, well, great. You're willing to sign up to do something you were going to sign up to do anyway. Um, right. But what I... the There's a section of the right that is against this. And they are against this because they are afraid that having... That one, they don't think women should be in the military at all. And right, two, right, right. Uh, having them in the draft will only weaken the military and that they will, uh, you know, eventually end up uh, hurting the military in the long run. And we need to have that strong defense military, which we'll get into later when we start talking about Marco Rubio. Um, but, but they're actually worried that having women in the draft will weaken the military. So my response to them, because, you know, these are the same people that would say, you don't have to worry about the draft because we haven't used it since 1973. Thank you, uh, Liberty Clause, for uh, pointing that out. Um, right. Uh, but you, you still have to worry about it because it can still be enacted. Like, you can still turn it on. And between the ages of 18 and 35... I think uh, that's something that we have to be concerned with as men and now possibly as women. If it's not a thing, then why do you have to sign up for it? Like if it's right. not something to be concerned about, why do we have it and why is it mandated and why is it not being gotten rid of? Because no one is seriously saying we need to have a draft except Charlie Rangel, who is he even in office anymore? Um Man, you got, you you got, got a lot of good questions. Anymore. You're going places. I am trying. You're going places he in this world. He is alive, but a former U.S. representative. Okay. So Charlie Rangel, especially during the Iraq War, used to say, we need to bring back the draft because that'll end the war, which was kind of possibly true. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, so, but with the exception of him and maybe a couple other people, and then the, you know, the classic, like Tom Arnold said, effing boomers that will... Uh, that will be Which like, is weird because oh, I, I always thought Tom Arnold was a boomer. He is. This is a. This is a. He's. He's. You know. This is a moment of uh, introspection oh, that good. he's having. Okay. Um, but he. You know. He's. Uh, uh, you know. That you'll get these people who are like they need to bring back the draft because they'll bring give you character. Give you character if you're gonna have if, to potentially kill people if you and you get don't want drafted. to. You get all. <laughs> gives you character so you, you get those, those handful of people but no one is really seriously no one that is doing war planning is seriously saying that they want this right because they don't no because it's a costly it's an inefficient costly it, it just leads to a bunch of dead people uh that you know people that had no business being there um there's nothing really like there's not there's not an upside to the draft in in this era where war isn't just this you know, at least not on the on the the side of the developed country that's fighting. War isn't just this thing where you just throw a bunch of people at it. You know, you you have you know weapon systems and all this. Stuff. You don't want just some schmuck that's like, I don't want to do this. Like, especially not 
our generation. Well, not even I. We're too old at this point. But Whoa. Well, Whoa. no. Let me phrase that. <laughs> I've heard that people in their 20s have been ruled to be too old. Right. But, you know, they want young kids. They want kids even younger than us. Right. You can believe that or even is such a thing. I can't believe that kids younger than us are even old enough to get drafted. But that's you would you know you'd be it's it's I was as shocked as you are. But yet yes, and uh, and and you know they want like like you know apparently kindergartners younger than us, right? <laughs> right. And so uh, so you know but you know that zenial generation yeah they're on freaking Snapchat and you know we'll go to drift. Got to go kill people, lol. You know, with a dog face filter. You, you don't want that. Oh my god! I'm actually going to pull up my Snapchat right now to do something with that because that's gold. But I, I wish I knew how to use Snapchat better because then I'd be much faster about this. But yeah, like doing filters on the thing and. Where is it? There it is. Doing filters on the screen, on the Snapchat, being like, yay, going to war. Yep, going to put that on there. Yay, going to war. With Rimzo. Going to war. <laughs> With Rimzo. Um, I don't want people to get the wrong idea. Um, That's what people would do. And they do the thing as they're shooting. They'd stick their tongue out so that the rainbow would come out. Like, right. I mean, this is, like, this is not what you want. Um, Tom is giving some more. He said, did, did it away with it for 74 and 75, then required it again in 80, made it retroactive back to 76, and still haven't used it since. Right. It does suck. It absolutely sucks. And it's pointless, and it's a waste of time and money, and it's it's truly one of those, like, I don't even know why, it, why we have it. Like, it seems like it's just one of those third rail things where if someone suggests removing it, it's like, oh, you don't want to have a military? Like, it's, you know, it, like, people get... Uh, they have that cascade of emotions that our guest had where they pressed all the buttons at once. Right. And they're like, I like and love it, but I'm, ha, 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 can't believe you want that. Wow. Oh, oh. And, and that's what, you know, that's how people, I just did all the emotions. All of them. Every um, one of them. All, of the all, all seven. All of the reacts I did, I created the, I, I completed the, uh, the love. Um. Yeah, I thought it was really weird that in this world where we are fighting for equality, and it's one of the many of the people who are on that section of the right who are saying things like, who are now saying things like, we can't have women in the draft in a week in our military. Like, probably three months ago when they didn't even think that was a possibility, they were saying, right. yeah, I bet these women don't want equality if they get the draft. And then it's like, oh, well, now they got it. And it's, now they potentially. We can't do that. We, we yeah. can't no, do that. No, keep the women out. No. And you know, women will weaken our military, but the draft won't. But the, yeah, you're going to get a bunch of people who don't want to be there fighting for a cause they probably don't believe in. And yeah, you're just going to pluck them out of their cushy serving jobs where they get all the cocaine they want and, you know, the late nights drinking, and you're going to go, no, here, we're going to throw you into this place, get ready for withdrawals, and now you're going to have to... And now you gotta pro- and now you got to protect the cocaine production and distribution, and you can't even do it. And you can't even do it. And you can't even do that any seems- of the cocaine that you are now produ- 
protecting. That's that's patently unfair. It's patently unfair. By the way, we're both recovering addicts and uh, don't do drugs. Drugs are bad. Yeah, actually, this is just a principle thing, though. Actually, yeah, real quick on that. Um, we're both recovering addicts, like he just said. Over the last three months, I have lost three friends to overdoses. So if anybody out there, anybody at all is out there, one of them was uh, yesterday slash the night before that. Um, I found yeah. out about it yesterday. Uh, so if anybody out there, if you're if you're struggling with addiction, if you're struggling with if you're struggling with your sobriety, which I definitely understand because it is not easy. Uh, I'm four and a half ish years sober, and uh, it, every day, okay, not every day, most days I struggle a little bit with some sort of uh, desire to use or drink. And if you are one of these people, man, message me, message me on the page, message me on my personal page, like. If you have my phone number, fucking call me, cause I don't, I, I don't want to lose somebody else. So please get the help you yeah. need, and we're always here. Both of us are here to help. That's yeah. actually and one of the me, reasons we became encourage- friends. What's that? That's one of the reasons we became friends. Is uh, you, I said something about uh, addiction, and uh, you messaged me to see how I was doing. Yeah, and I was encouraging you because, and, and let me encourage you guys because the, um, I am in my 13th year of being sober and I don't want it anymore. Like, he quit it, when it, it he was, was 11. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was, I was, uh, basically, I was a crack baby <laughs> and I decided not to, not to continue with that once I had the choice. So, 13 years in, <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I don't, I don't have, even when I'm so those first few years, you get stressed out, you know, something happens and you, you think, you know, it would be easier if I, if I used or whatever, but my, these, I mean, for at least the last five or six years, even in the worst situations, I, it doesn't even occur to me to do it. I, I, I so I, I just want to encourage you that if you are in the middle of recovery or considering recovery, um, it, it does reach a point, you know, if you've done recovery before and it just, you know, you couldn't get over that, that, you know, that feeling that you had to have it even after withdrawals and everything else, it, it goes away. Like it does go away over time. The longer that you, you know, each day, you know, one day at a time, obviously, but each day over time, it does get better. You, you eventually, uh, you eventually don't want to do it anymore. So yeah, definitely reach out to us, uh, either us individually or this page, even if, uh, if you ever think that, you know, feel like you need to, uh, that you want to use or this channel, if you're watching us on Periscope or on, uh, on YouTube, um, because that's, you know, we we can get through this together. There's no need to to use again. And there's definitely no need for you to be sent off to, uh, protect the drug people. Um, (laughs) to protect the drugs you're told you're not allowed to use. Um, yeah, you're used to don't use them and don't go fight to protect them either. Right. Um, and definitely don't be forced to do it. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's our thing. That's our thing with that. And I have no segue. So speaking of people who want to send you off to protect the drugs in a different world, in a different country, uh, Marco Rubio. Oh, that's actually, yes. Little Marco. Little Marco, the, 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 the tiny little Senator from here in Florida. Oh man, I've got a great segue for next too. Um, the tiny little Senator that, uh, is here in my home state of Florida, uh, is is all out there being his neocon self, 
um, extraordinaire, neocon extraordinaire out there on the Twitter and in the meetings talking about how we need a U.S. military-led invasion to change the administration in Venezuela. Marco? Because that always goes well. Yeah, that we always will. goes well. I mean, we Iraq, we decided to do a uh, regime change in 2002, I believe it started. Um, and uh, let's see. we. It actually started somewhat before that, but obviously the invasion wasn't until then. But, right. I mean, with the no-fly zones and with uh, the, uh, the, the uh, Desert Shield and the Desert Storm... I mean that that was going on for quite some time. Right. Uh, I mean, for you know, I mean, I remember when I was well, I wasn't even born yet, but I remember. And uh, in the late '80s and early '90s, when you know it was like get rid of Iraq or get rid of Saddam, we gotta kick Hussein's ass. Someone took the "Give Peace a Chance" song and they repurposed it for their dirty, dirty needs, where it was they'd say, "All we are saying." Just kick Hussein's ass. I don't know why, why I'd remember that now, especially I since I wasn't even born since yet. You weren't born like, yet. Yeah. It's like 1990. I wasn't even alive. Yeah, yeah. I believe uh, one one of the quotes. I believe it was Bush Senior. I could be wrong on if he said it or not. Uh, I have a recollection of somebody telling me it was him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> much later. Much later. So who knows if they can even remember it? Right. Right. Exactly. But uh, I have a recollection of. Uh, Bush Sr. saying something, uh, we're going to make uh, Hussein swim in a pool of his own blood. That's, some, that's pro-life talk there. <laughs> um, was, uh... But, yeah. Um, yeah, the... Uh, so now we're... T- uh, Mark, little, sorry, we got on Iraq for a little while, and I was like, wait, where were we before this? Um... <laughs> What, what area you gotta the, do your marco what? that's when, when it gets to that you gotta do your marco you gotta drink the water yeah just yeah exactly no breaking don't break eye contact don't break eye contact the most awkward water drink until trump um <laughs> that, that, see trump trump did it like a big boy he wasn't playing around he was like i'm thirsty <laughs> <laughs> that you know that i can respect i can respect i don't know why i'd respect that but i can but what mark marco he's like Excuse me. <laughs> just sweating. That'll stop Obama. Sweating. <laughs> just pouring. I'm not going to be able to be president now. That was, you could see him like, how do I play this up? Like, how, I, if you have to drink water, just drink the damn water. Right. Rush, like, I get it. Rush Limbaugh was sitting in his Boca Raton home. I think, I don't know, somewhere in South Florida. His South Florida home going, I said this guy was going to be president, and he does this. Yeah. What is he thinking? He's never going to be president no. because of that, because he missed his moment. He's now little Marco. Little Marco. Trump has ruined him yeah, to ever run for president he ever is again. He's never going to be president. He actually is little, too. I know. So He's a tiny little guy. That makes it like, oh, man, I didn't know you were so little. That shouldn't matter, but it and And a it does. fun made-up fact. A completely fun and completely made-up fact. He and Cory Booker <laughs> have spent many a time on the download together. Um, <laughs> He's just... I just... Like, 
you're given this. What was it? It was the State of the Union response, right? Yeah. To one of Obama's. One of okay. Obama's. Yeah. So he's given this thing, and he's given this thing. Got to drink water. <clears throat> Excuse me. You drink the water, and you go back to doing your thing. He did this like. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna, gonna dead eye you during this entire this event. Terrible. Don't break eye contact with that camera. Just. Yeah. Well, and the that, whole time he's thinking. We're going to get rid of Hugo, at that point, Hugo Chavez. And he's like, this is how we get rid of And so now, he wants to get rid of Maduro with the U.S. military, which, perfect record of regime change. Uh, And of stable one, where it gets replaced with a very stable regime, and we don't regret it at all. Um, So that should go well. Um, I don't think Trump's going to do it. I think he's fine with people saber-rattling to scare Maduro. But I don't think he's gonna actually. I don't think he's gonna do it. He ha- he has yeah. successfully. Maybe I have too much faith. Yeah. Um, <laughs> too much faith in Trump. I mean, when you when you got Bolton in there, just chomping at the bit to start a war in another oil lit ridden country. Um, he's like, oh man, people are completely over the entire Middle East wars for war that I've been starting for the last twenty years. Uh, I should probably pick somewhere else. Oh, look, this is perfect. Um, But Russia actually uh, put out something today on Russia Today uh, about how they believe that the U.S. is about to invade or use military military force to uh, force the regime change. I mean, like, and we're replacing him with another socialist. Like, that's... A, okay, so Gaedo, I think his name is... Have we established that his name's Gaedo? It's pronounced... It's spelled G-A-I-D-O. Uh, yeah. Gaedo. I think it's Gaedo. Gaedo. That's what we're calling Gaedo. Mr. Gaedo. 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 Mr. G is... He's a socialist. Yep. And we don't know what kind of so like, what are we gonna say? Oh well, he's a democratic socialist. Like, I mean, what? He's a socialist. So, is he gonna be better than the than the uh, Chavistas? Maybe. Maybe? Probably. 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 Because you got to be pretty bad. I mean, they're basically like Stalinists at this point. But maybe not. And and here's the thing, you're dealing with it's not Bernie coming into a a, a mixed economy and, and tinkering around with it and, and saying, Oh, you know, we're just gonna, you know, we're gonna put in a well you know, make welfare strong. He's going into a post you know, a a a, a, a real socialism is happening there right now. <laughs> you know, they're actually having real socialism. That, that, that real socialism. That real socialism is really kicking in. Real socialism hasn't been tried yet, Spike. Real socialism hasn't been tried. They're doing their damnedest there. They're doing what they can. Yeah, and he's, you know, what's he going to do? Well, I'm going to do a different type of socialism, guys. Like, I don't see him. I think he's going to be less brutal. uh, And hopefully he do some, maybe become some kind of, Neo lib or something, and and you know, open up the markets a little or something like that. But we don't know he's going to do that. He might come in and be just aha. Now it's my turn, and then he's and he's worse, and he's got U.S. military backing. Who at that point, 
can't say, oh, you suck. We're going to leave now. They have to try to pretend it's okay. And, and, and Sarah brings something up. If he supports us having control of their oil, he is better for us, which is the problem. Right. Because if he comes in and you say us, it's not us. It's U.S.-based oil companies who lobby politicians for this. So it's not us. It's, it's, the, it's oil companies right. um, and, and, and weapons contractors uh, and politicians. That, that's how it helps. And if he comes in and says, aha, yeah, I'm going to let you, I'm going to still be a dick to my own people, but I'm definitely going to let you take over Chevron base or Sitco. Is it Sitco? I think it's Sitco. Sitco. Yeah, Sitco. Sitco. Uh, you know, I'm going to let you do whatever you want with Sitco. Then that doesn't really help anyone except for the usual villains. You know, the, 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 she said, that's what I meant. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, that's what happens with happened with Iraq and whatever else. That you know, okay, well, we ha- now that these com- companies have access to the oil and the uh, not just the drilling, but the distribution that they have because they have, I believe, they have their own distilleries um, and all of that stuff. Okay, great, but it didn't help anyone that it was supposed to help, and however many people died as a result. And so I'm no, that's stupid. Little Marco, go um, drink some water. I hope that Trump. This is when I hope that it's sad that this that Trump is our hope here, but that he continues his. He seems to have kind of a predilection to. He'll talk tough about you know bombing a country or we're gonna rain fire down on a hellfire and all that stuff. But he's he seems to really like kind of have this predilection of saying, "I don't want to bomb anyone. Like I, I don't want war. I don't want to do that." And I don't, I'm not interested in doing that. Right. And it seems like even though he's surrounded by a lot of people who want that, he seems to kind of be like, ah, that's all right. So I'm hoping that that plays out here, um, especially since Venezuela doesn't actually pose any threat to anyone. Like they're, they're starving to death. So there's not, and they're not trying to get nukes and there's nothing like that. Like there's, there's no, there's no even perceived threat. It's truly just a, well, the people are starving. People are starving in other places too. We don't bomb the crap out of them and and install some puppet leader to to you know make it okay. It's sad, but I think you know I think Venezuela here here's so I'm an anarchist. Here's how an anarchist would deal with this: if you want to help Venezuela, fine, do it, do it. If you want to sell or give weapons to people in Venezuela to or outside of Venezuela, you know, uh, Venezuelan expat. If you want to arm Venezuelans who are in exile and let them go back and, and, you know, fight for them. Okay. That doesn't bother me. If uh, Exxon wants to, you know, whatever. I'm not a fan of it, but go ahead. It's your money. Uh, that's how, in my mind, how these types of things would be better played out. Ideally, um, I don't support. I don't support any military action, but I definitely don't support this one. So we'll see what happens. We see what would happen. Hey, we're getting some fun comments in Periscope from people who I don't think have watched the show before. Um, uh, do not bash our military. Trump loves our troops. Uh, Trump has brought Korea together after so many years. That's true. Bernie is a bomb. We don't like Bernie. 
We need term limits. I support a term limit of zero years. Uh, <laughs> would you rather have Hillary? Multiple question marks. No. 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 We, we would not we would rather, rather have, not have anyone. Yeah. Not having anybody is a much better way to do that. And yeah. We don't like these choices that are being presented to us. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Trump, they're, they're, Trump and Hillary are the choices presented. <laughs> no, thank you. And the, the, man, I don't, I don't have that comment on my Periscope. That's weird. Uh, but the, uh, Trump loves our troops. Uh, well, he didn't love them enough to be a part of them when it mattered, uh, you know, by by the standards of the people who voted for him. Uh, so exactly by those st- by their stand, we're fine with. By the way, we're big. Dra- uh, if you're still on, uh, we uh, we are big supporters of draft dodgers and uh, really just people that say no to the government, including illegal and aliens. Real. Um, Real quick, what did we say against the troops? We just said that we don't like us sending our military other places. Like, we don't like us sending our military to other countries. Like, I... Hey, welcome. Welcome to... He said, I'm a first time here. Welcome to the show. Right, welcome to um, the show. Yeah, what, how do we listening. bash the military? Um, we bash military actions, right. but that's not the actual troops. The troops sign up ostensibly for one of two things, usually. They sign up because they want to protect the country. Or they sign up because they want to get, you know, college or, or, or something like that. They, they sign up for, you know, some personal financial or, or you know, the, the, to, to help them in their, in their life or something like that. Or some combination of those two reasons, you know, more of one and more of another. You know, it, it's one of or both of those two reasons. Um, but, you know, people don't sign, don't, pe- people don't join the military and go, I want to fight to protect the drug cartels and the poppy growers in Afghanistan. And I want to fight to, you know, protect... Uh, you know the, the uh, you know is pro-Israel lobby and okay, so I don't think he knows that uh, I can't. Jewish, so I can say that you know, <laughs> you you just completely broke up for like two and a half minutes. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, you did. Um, oh, good. Yeah. Well, anyway, I, we're not against the troops. Right. We're not. Yeah, we're not against the troops. We. I have many friends who are troops, and you know what? I want them to be safe, and I don't see the point of sending my friends, people I care about, to different nations to fight battles we shouldn't be involved in. I care about the troops. Yeah. I care about. I care about all of the troops. Every one of them, I want every one of them to be home safe with their families. And uh, yeah, like I don't see the point of sending them all across the world fighting battles that are strictly to help corporations and that we shouldn't be there for. So nothing it's against the troops whatsoever. And no, not, not Hillary. Not ever. No, never Hillary. Never. No, we definitely don't support Hillary. Right. And again, if, if I don't know how, when I last cut out, but if, if our options are Trump and Hillary, then no thank you. Right. That's, that's my response. I'm going to just opt out of that whole, that whole question, whatever it was. Because if those are my answers, I don't care what the question was. I'm not interested. Thank you. Please take, put me on your, please remove me from your distribution list. I'd like to opt out. Please, please, please do not call. Um, so, yeah, so that's, that is, that is that. But yeah, no, we're, we are, Listen. So if you're if you're not an anarchist like me, then why? But if you're not, 
um, then, and you believe that we need a military for common defense and all of that. Okay, great. So if there is an, a clear and present threat to the U.S., then that's one thing. If there's a country that is, or, or a, a, a military or a group or something like that, that is actively looking to not attack U.S. interests, meaning foreign countries or companies in foreign countries, that's not the U.S., if there's someone that's saying we're going to bomb the U.S., we're going to nuke the U.S., or we're going to, uh, you know, whatever, or they're actually trying to invade the U.S., okay, fine. But that hasn't happened since Pearl Harbor. So at this point, what are we doing? Like, at, at this point, if, if, if this hasn't happened in since our grandparents were were you know the time of our grandparents or great grandparents uh then and yet during that entire time the u.s military has been in some form of conflict or another at this point i gotta say that maybe maybe scale it back a little bit and that is in support of the troops because i would like like matt said i'd like the troops to be home right and uh you know I'd like not be spent, and I'd like all those brown kids not to be dead. That's what I say. Did I go out again? You did go out again. Um, I'm in the middle of a huge thunderstorm. Uh, so, uh, okay, okay. But okay. you only went out again after I want all those brown kids to not be dead, and then you said something after that, and I don't know what that was. But so, I don't think I did say anything. No, you said something, but I don't know what it was. It was just like short. It was like two, three words. Um, but, yeah, again, like, yeah, no, like, the options that were presented to us were, of course, we're going to side with you, duh. Uh, I mean, minus the, we don't want Hillary or Trump, but, yeah, we're not, nowhere in there did, are we saying that we don't support the troops, and, you know, nowhere in there are we saying that uh, we, I man, I don't remember what the rest of that comment was, and uh, it looks like you froze on me again. Um, yeah, we're having some fun tonight. Yeah, we're going to have um, some good time. We're having some fun. This is going to be good. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back, Spike. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, again, we do support the troops. Yeah, we don't like Trump. We think I, he, I will give Trump credit when Trump deserves credit. And uh, I, I try to do that for every politician, as does Spike. Um, and, and whew, give me a second. All right, good. Back uh, as does Spike. And uh, but neither one of us really wanted either of those people in the office. And I'm very sorry to hear that you yeah, lost a no. relative during war. We got another comment. I just think you don't support our voted president. I don't support any voted politician ever. True. Um, th that does not, it's not limited to the president. Um, uh, but I definitely, this is not a anti-Trump thing uh, by any stretch of the imagination. This Trump, is anti-politician. Yeah, it's anti-politician. Uh, we are an anarchist and I'm an anarchist. Matt is a minarchist that is... I'm basically an anarchist at this point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Spike, Spike is just name. pulling me, pulling me, kicking and screaming to anarchism. He's a, he's a mino. He's a mino at this point. Right. Uh, but, uh, 
<laughs> I fought for our country and I lost a relative. I, I'm sorry for your loss. I, if it were up to me, you wouldn't have lost your right, relative. That wouldn't have happened. I, I, your relative would be here, home with you. So I, you know, I, I'm. We we don't we don't support those actions, and it's not it's not against those people. It's for those people so that they don't uh, so that they don't uh, so that, you know they're not dead. Um, we have. So I'm trying to do this thing where I. Follow the comments in all three venues. Right. It'd be nice if they and, could all be in one place. Uh, yeah. So, but yeah, Sarah, uh, actually, Spike doesn't vote for the politicians that he doesn't support. Um, that actually, that's something he doesn't do because uh, he doesn't do that voting thing. Every. Yeah, no, I don't. Every I don't second. I, I, no. Every first Tuesday of November, Spike's got a clear calendar. Yeah, and there's, and the traffic's, uh, you know, I get to well the traffic's bad but then at night the traffic's good cuz everyone's checking to see how you know what happened and I'm like just driving the roads um but I vote I I don't vote I don't I don't vote I would vote for a politician who said like I'm going to eliminate the government or I'm going to drastically drastically cut it and there's no one that does that so I uh I I, I could consider voting for a libertarian um if they were like He would consider voting for a libertarian if they were like hardcore, hardcore, radical. Hardcore I did not radical. Consider voting for Jerry, Jerry, a libertarian, and So, if his guy wins, will he support an elected politician? If my, if if my guy that wants to eliminate the government wins, yes, yes. I would do that. I'm, I've frozen, haven't I? Yeah, you, well, you did, but you're back. Uh, yeah. and okay. I, I, I was catching most of what you were saying, so I was like, he wouldn't vote unless it's a hardcore radical who doesn't want the government, I think. Um, but uh, Sarah, Sarah Andreg, who is actually my guest next week on my program, uh, yeah, I do vote. Um, I do vote, mainly because... It's been ingrained in me at this point, and, um, you know, I like placing bets. You know, it's like I do Mad- March Madness, too. Uh, how it turns out really doesn't make... <laughs> how it turns out really doesn't make that yeah, big of a difference. Yeah, that would be it. That would be pretty much it. Man, this is, this is going to start getting real rough. This, this thunderstorm is kicking in. Um, and you basically... You have, like, Tucker Carlson face... On, on the uh, on the old stream there, um, so I I feel as though we have covered the draft as as much as we possibly can. Um, if you can hear me, uh, well, blink twice if uh, you feel that we need to uh, consider continue uh, continue the uh, draft conversation. Oh look. My 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 best friend in the entire world, Mr. David Carter, also is commenting. Um, honestly, limited understanding of anarchy system here. Can you help me understand how our anarchy system can defend against the severe threat the U.S. faces? Yeah, if you can tell me what the severe threats the U.S. facing is, uh, I can definitely tell you what we can do. Um, what we can do to. Uh, improve that um 
But speaking of uh, Florida politicians, since we don't have Spike right now, neat. This is going to be so, God, I am so freaking excited. Um, since I don't have Spike right now. So, speaking of Florida politicians, the congressman from the first congressional uh, from the first congressional district here in Florida, Matt Gates, uh, he has come out uh, and essentially, yep, figured that was coming. Now you get two of me. Um, he has come out and threatened the former Trump attorney Michael Cohen, which has absolutely no relation to Spike. Um, on the eve of the congressional testimony about Michael Cohen's girlfriends. Uh, he's sat down and he's said, do your wife and father-in-law know about your girlfriends? Uh, this was on Twitter. You can see it all there. Uh, do your wife and father-in-law know ab about your girlfriends? Maybe tonight would be a good time for that chat. I wonder if she'll remain faithful when you're in prison. She's about to learn a lot. Now, the as many of us know, the uh, congressional hearing with Michael Cohen in which allegedly he's probably going to be flipping on uh, President Trump begins tomorrow and is going to be lasting roughly three days. Um, hey! Hey, you're back. We're, we're, talk we're talking about Michael Cohen. Congressman from the Whoa. first congressional... Hi! You're back. What what? How's it going? Good. That's great. That's, am I on the? Am I on the thing? You're 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 on. You're gonna be on the thing very very shortly. You're it's on the me. thing. You're you're on the thing in some places, but not in other places. So yeah, you're back up. Um, did you freeze again? Please tell me you didn't freeze again. Okay. Oh, good. This is... All right. So... Yep. So, Matt gets... I'm frozen. Yep, you did. Yeah. Yes. More, more freezing. Hey, everybody. Yep. Old Matt gets... Old Matt gets from Florida uh, is attacking... Michael, not no relation to Spike Cohen, uh, and yes, saying that definitely not. Yeah, and saying that Michael the attorney, Michael the attorney, uh, and saying that during the congressional hearing over the next few days, he is going to be bringing up uh, the many indiscretions, faithfully wise, that uh, Michael has been known to have, I suppose, uh, which is pretty. It's kind of petty. So, yes and no. Okay. Be yes and no. Because Michael Cohen, Michael the attorney, sorry, Michael the attorney is going to be, Michael the attorney is going to be uh, testifying about how when Trump was in office, or sorry, not when he was in office, when he was a businessman, he was cheating on his wives. And how that proves okay. that he is not eligible for whatever. I don't know. Because uh, I don't care. Uh, if you cheat on your wife, that doesn't mean that you're not a good leader. If you can keep Well, it. we already know that he cheated. Right, I know. Uh, but that's going to be part of the testimony. So I think that it's going to okay. be brought up as, well, you do that. 
So how can you judge someone? How can you judge someone else? Um, I think that's going to be the angle in which I think that's going to do that. And we already knew he did that. Right. In fact, I'm pretty certain that everybody in Washington does it, even though Paul Ryan, who's no longer in Washington, swore he does not. Was there a question? Did people think Paul Ryan did cheat on his wife? No. So when the uh, initial season of House of Cards came out, uh, Frank Underwood was in Congress and he was cheating on his wife, even though they have an understanding. And yeah, they can do that. That's fine as long as it's going to advance their career in some way. Um, (laughs) But they were doing, like he was cheating with uh, the reporter. Uh, I can't remember her name because I haven't seen that season in a really long time, but he was cheating on her with the reporter, and Paul Ryan said he didn't like the show because it made it appear as though all people in Congress cheat on their wives, even though it only showed one doing it, to which I was like, man, that sounds like a lot of guilt you got there, Paul. But um, It doesn't sound good. Right. It doesn't sound good. It does not sound good. Right. So Matt Getz is going to give... And make Michael the attorney feel bad by saying, he said, to your wife and father-in-law, it's an odd wife and father-in-law, know about your girlfriends. Maybe tonight would be a good time for a chat. I wonder if she'll remain faithful when you're in prison. She's about to learn a lot. Whew. Yeah. This is, so this is the, I, I, I won't call it the Trump era of politics, but it's definitely the post pretending that politics isn't a massive crap fest era. Um, and it's actually a return to, from what I've read in the... Oh, the weather does not like you. ...kind of ways that politicians talk to and about one another. Like, yeah. Yeah, so this is the way that politicians have always kind of done things. Um, <laughs> this is the Lore. way. <laughs> Woo! Are you are you back or no? I don't think so. Okay, so yeah, this is the way the politicians have. To... I am back. I'm back. Are you? I'm now. I'm not back. I mean, you are now. I'm not back now. Hey! Hey, everybody! <laughs> the people listening to this on sound uh, on like iTunes later or on Stitcher or anything else, they're gonna be like, "What the shit is going on?" <laughs> yes, because this definitely needs to go on I- iTunes and sound. Well, I mean, it will, but uh, <laughs> it's where we make our money, of course, it will. Hey, I'm back not on. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> yes, so ring. we want more, more, I'm going to comment it, more flickering, more flickering, so yeah, uh, actually, if you think about it, the, the congr- <laughs> I can't even concentrate because I get like one third of a word, people uh, know I'm still, I, 
the congressional hearings that we've had recently, we've we we had the yes. f- we've had yes. the Facebook hearing. We had the Facebook. We had the. <laughs> we had the Facebook hearing. We had the. Um... Hey, everybody. Hi. You were making it so hard on me right now. Okay. <laughs> oh. Okay, everyone. Uh, yes. Are you Are you there? I, I am currently here. Yes. Okay. So. If you think about the congressional hearings we've had recently, we had the Facebook one, which wasn't all that spicy. And then we had um, the special, the Supreme Supreme Court nominee special victims unit episode, which truly was one of the uh, most engaging moments of TV I've ever seen. And then to, uh, starting tomorrow, we're going to have Michael Cohen, sad sack Michael the attorney, uh, standing in front, or sitting probably, probably not standing, in front of a, a congressional body. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go try to check something. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna uh, check a thing. Okay. And, uh, we, we've had Michael the attorney who's gonna sit in front of a congressional body and, uh, talk about the president, uh, having sex with other people as well as how the president uh, has had racist dealings in the past and uh, things of that nature. Now, like the president, hate the president, this is just quality TV. This is uh, why we actually enjoy having C-SPAN because nobody really watches that for anything else other than these things, and this is something that I'm definitely going to be turning into. Um... Uh, so I'm definitely, I'm actually definitely looking forward to this because I find that it's going to be entertaining as hell. And anybody like Michael Cohen, you know, that this guy has a ton of secrets in his past. He's got skeletons all over the place. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, I see your back. were, Were you unplugged somewhere? What's that? Were you unplugged somewhere? I possibly was. Is it better now? Yeah, you're like really clear. Hey, guess what, everyone? I forgot to plug my internet in. Oh. <laughs> so this is all my fault. So not the storm. It was probably not. Okay. So what okay, I was Okay, go ahead. What I was saying is that we we, we had the Facebook uh, hearing, which wasn't all that great, but still entertaining. Like, it wasn't as good as the uh, Supreme Court SVU uh, that we had uh, just a few weeks after that. And then now we're going to be having Sad Sack Michael the Attorney coming up, talking about uh, all of the racist and sexist and philandering, philandering ways of Donald Trump as a business person. Uh, but... Michael, definitely, just being the type of attorney that he is, he has to have had, he's got to have, like, just a litany 
of skeletons in his closet, which is more than a plethora, I believe, but a litany of skeletons in his closet, and to say, yes, I'll testify in front of Congress is so dangerous for him as a person that I probably would have just taken the jail time. Yeah, I was. isn't he supposed to be in jail? So, yes, but he took a lesser sentence to testify against the president. Which also means that, I mean, theoretically, he's also going to lose his bar. I did. Did he not already? Uh, he he may have. I don't. I I honestly don't know that. But okay. Yeah. So I mean, no one's going to believe what he has to say, or or maybe I shouldn't say that. The people that are going to believe what he has to say don't need to hear it because they already think all that stuff anyway. The people that aren't going to believe what he has to say wouldn't believe it whether he said it or not. So I'm not sure why they would have given him a reduced sentence in exchange unless they truly just care about saying poo-poo pee-pee to the president. Right. I don't see how that really helps any goal. I don't... He's only he's a hundred percent doing it because the Mueller investigation and whatever whatever other investigations are so hell bent. They've got such a hard on for trying to impeach Trump, even though it ain't gonna happen. Uh, that he's like, yes, I will help you out. I will do this to get a lesser jail time, even though I broke a law, even though I broke the campaign finance law. Um, right, but. They're, even Michael Cohen's the one that did it. Did he do it under duress from the president? Maybe, possibly. But yeah. there is no evidence of it if he did, which is why nothing will ever come of it. There's no audio of it. There's no you know text. There's no email. There's no nothing. Um, if there was, it would have come out. Um, yeah, it would have already come out. Yeah, right. Yeah. So he is actually going to, uh, what I read earlier today is he was going to go in and talk about the philandering philandering racist and sexist practices that Trump had as a business person, which has absolutely nothing to do with him as a president. Also, you're going to catch a lot of flack because people will consistently show the photos of him getting awards from Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton and all those things. Oh no, it's not just me. It's not just you. It's not. I lost you for a second. Neat. Um, <laughs> whew. Uh, so, so yeah. So good. Yeah. Good for you, Michael, the attorney. Yeah. So speaking of Jews, I'm not related to who embarrassed themselves in Washington. Bernie Sanders, guys. Good old Bernie. Good old Bernie. Bernie Sanders feeling the burn. So. Bernie can here's how Bernie can win this thing. Um he's he's running for president again, which no one asked for, but he's he announced that he is uh, running for t- president in 2020. He will be uh he would be I think 80 by the time his term was over if he actually won. And uh No, he'd be, he'd be much older than 80. He's 78 now. I thought he was 76. No, uh Joe Biden is 70 
77 or 76. I think Bernie's 78. I was looking he'll this up. Over, okay, so he'll be over 80, which in politician years is like 50, I guess. But um, he, he uh, so he's running. His base last time was the anti-Hillary vote. It's a completely different uh, landscape now. Before it was him, basically him, Hillary, and James Webb, who no one was taking seriously because he's basically a Republican at this point. Um, and so it was him versus Hillary. So he took up the entire anti-Hillary vote, the anti-establishment people, the young voters, the black voters who were paying attention to all the black people that Clinton's locked up um, and or that her husband locked up and he and the socialists and the far left and the identity politics, people, all of them kind of coalesced to him. Well, now they all have places to go and there's not a Hillary to be angry at. So now they all have other places to go. They have Kamala Harris. They have Cory Booker. They have um, Beto, who is just a white guy, but he calls himself Beto. They have Liz Warren, who pretends to be a native. They have uh, Amy Klobuchar. Amy, Amy, comb, comb, salad eating comb. I don't even know how to say that correctly. She ate a salad with a comb and then yelled at her uh, staffer for not getting her a fork and made him clean it. And the guy was upset, which, well, that's kind of your own fault there, buddy. But, the, like, apparently she ridiculed the crap out of him. And uh, she also recently insulted Hillary. So she's not going to be getting that Clinton Foundation endorsement anytime soon. So, she ate a salad with a comb? So, yeah, she, uh, she ordered a salad, and her staffer brought it to her, and he didn't bring a fork. So she belittled him for not getting a fork, and before he could go back and get it, she pulled a comb out of her purse and ate the salad <laughs> and then made him clean it, which, in all fairness, all right, you should probably clean it. I don't know how bad she actually belittled him, but uh, all right. <laughs> but yeah, people are going on and on about how she is an angry individual and not fit for the office. But then she also insulted... Yeah, she also insulted Hillary Clinton's campaign strategy from 2016, so she lost all that Hillary and Bill money. I can't tell if you're frozen or... okay. Why wouldn't you just get a fork? I, man, I don't know. That's disgusting. So I'm not like an easily grossed out person, but it's been in your head a lot and then sat in your pocket or your purse or whatever. And now you want him to clean it. Right. Why didn't you have him clean it before you used it to eat food with? Like, throw some hand sandy on it or something, you know? Something. God. Ah! (laughs) You nasty, nasty person. That is not. You lost the black vote there, I can tell you that. Let them find out that you ate salad with a comb. That'll be the end of your your Democrat career. You won't even be able to run in uh, Minnesota again. So she, uh, she, she said... We know that not a lot of campaigning from the Democrats happened in Wisconsin. That's going to change with me, and I will be there, you know, campaigning often. Hillary didn't okay. go there once. So, like, she took, like, this dig at Hillary. 
And oh yeah. Now she's trying to walk it back, and she's saying, "Oh no, yeah. I had I I didn't mean that. No, that's not what I was saying. Mm. That's not mm. what I meant. I know I need the Clinton mm. support if I want to move on, but no. In life to continue living. Right. Yeah. If, if you want to keep on breathing, that's what you need. But uh, <laughs> make sure the. That is disgusting, and I personally, I don't even know what to say. I I think, and I just saw she allegedly made someone shave her legs during a meeting under the desk. I didn't know that. What the fuck is wrong with this woman? (laughs) (laughs) This show is so far off the rails, Spike just dropped the F-bomb. What is wrong with this woman? You know, when we get a Steven... Whenever we finally get a real Steven. Yes. Not just the made up one that we yell at. When we, that we get, yell at, but an actual assistant but, named Steven. Yes. Right, right. An actual assistant named Steven. For one of the shows, if Amy Klobuchar is still in the race, I'm going to make him shave my legs under the desk. <laughs> and have a second camera. Yeah, just. Just for let's that. Go to, let's go to the Steven cam, and Steven is sitting there shaving my legs. <laughs> Steve cam. We'll definitely have a Steven camp. That's funny. No, I mean, listen, so the Democrat coalition obviously is a bunch of different disparate groups that don't really have a tremendous amount in common, which is what becomes a problem during primaries. But that's kind of true of Republicans, too, but not not to the same extent that it is with Democrats. But we're seeing it in its most toxic, played out version where where like these sides hate each other. And you're going to see a war between like Harris and Warren if Warren even stays in it. Because I, 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 especially now that Bernie's in, I mean, you you're gonna ha- you have people, and it's so splintered. You you've got two people competing for the person of color vote. The I only vote if they're black vote, right? Which that that's a that is a large portion of the of the Democrat coalition. Obama proved that when he won handily twice, and Hillary couldn't. Um, so you got that part of the vote. And uh, then you've got the woman vote, which is split six ways to Sunday. Um, then you've got, uh, you've got the socialist vote, which is split at least two ways. Um, you've got the old white person who is far to the left vote with Warren and, and Bernie. You've got... But different kinds of far to the left. I guess so. I mean, th- these coalitions are like, so, I mean, and they're going to ravage each other because all here's, so here's the fun part because they're all so convinced that Trump is the, you know, the most vulnerable uh, uh, incumbent president in history. They're all going to rip each other to shreds to try to be the one to go against him because they're convinced that well once i get the hardest part is going to be getting the nomination then i'm just going to coast to an easy victory against that drumpf and no one likes him right and so orange man bad orange man bad i'm going to go up against the orange man and beat him because he's bad and no one likes him right right? so so that's and that's their perception of it and so but they're going to rip each other so bad that a lot of people are going to be like well i heard nothing but how terrible this person is so I'm going to stay home. And a lot of them will. A lot of them did. And at the same time, you have Trump who's like pushing for P- 
paid child leave and stuff. So, I mean, by the time, it's just, and none of this is good for any of us. It's just from a, from a Democrat running for president standpoint, it's terrible for them because by the time this is all said and done, Trump's going to be so far much further to the left than he already is that, uh, you know, he'll be taking from the, I'm, I'm somewhat left of center, but I'm horrified by what the Democrats have done vote. And, uh, and then, and he's not going to lose any of his base cause he can do whatever he wants. He has a massive cult of personality. Um, I don't, I increasingly don't see how Trump doesn't win. I don't care what the polls say at this point. I, I don't, I don't see how Trump doesn't win. Trump and wins. I thus far, what's that? Trump. I actually, I actually, uh, I placed a bet. No, I can't say that. Um, I placed a bet with a person the other day uh, who walks up to me. I'm, I am in my zone. I've got my, I got my headphones in, and I'm at my keyboard, and I'm working on uh, a new book uh, for anybody who doesn't know that I write books. Um, I'm working on a new book, and I'm working on rewriting the ending, and this Nope, still can't say it. Uh, this kid comes up to me and he's like, "Hey, I haven't seen you in a while." And I was like, "Yeah, man, because I hang out here now, so that's why." And he said, "How do you feel about the fact that you're going to have a socialist president in 2020?" And I said, "I'm not." He's like, "There's no way that that's going to happen." And right. He said. No, I really think Bernie's going to win. And he just kept giving me, the same people that voted for Trump are the people that were mad that Hillary screwed over Bernie. Wrong. That's not true. That's just wrong. Just easily disproven that's not what happened. Were there there some that did that? Yes. Was there a massive movement of of Bernie? No, they they a lot stayed home. Most of them did not. Uh, uh, most of them did not. That that's not the right. story of what happened. But anyway. and then I went on and I said, "Plus, the man's in favor of Maduro. You're not going to win the Democratic nomination being in favor of somebody that's starving their country. It's just not going to happen. Right. Like yeah, the people, no, even no. the Democrats are not supporting Maduro. They're all supporting Gaeta, Gaido, Guido, whatever. Gaido, Gaido, um, Gaido. Uh, but yeah." They they are all uh, supporting Gato. So there's no way Bernie supporting uh, Maduro with his policies has got a shot of winning this thing. He's not even going to get the... There's no way he gets the primary unless, uh, like, everybody dies. Um, (laughs) He's not getting... Yeah, he's not not winning in the primary. Right, he's not going to win the primary. He's not going to do it. And even if he did, he wouldn't beat Trump in the general. Uh, it's just, it won't happen. So the kid kept coming at me cause he, because his butt is made of burgers, if you know what I'm saying. Um, did, did you get that joke or was the wide... I, I am lost. Okay. Uh, he has Asperger's. And, uh, oh, but uh, he uh, would have never got in a million years. I would have never gotten that. But yeah, he kept coming. He kept coming. So I just turned around. And, you know, I don't care. Like I don't want us to do military intervention down in Venezuela. 
But I started going right. off on why that wouldn't work, and I and he was like, "Well, no, that's not true. The Venezuelans didn't start losing food until sanctions." And I was like, "I guess I'm not going to get any work done with you sitting here, so I'm just going to basically talk to you and not stop until you want to walk away." So I turned to him and I just started going. When Maduro gave the speech about blah da da da, da and he goes, "You're not even letting me right. talk," and I'm like, "This is what it's like to talk to you, you autistic." Um, and I have no problem. We here at Muddy Waters Media, we here no Muddy Waters, love the autistic. We love, you know, we have no problem with anybody with any sort of physical or medical disability. It's just, man, and I get it. You can't really read social cues, but at the same time, take the better, don't. And by the end of it, he right. did. So uh, I'm going to be $20 richer in November. Well, probably before that, whenever the Democrats finally pick their... And yeah, I'm going to take his money. I don't care. I am 100% taking that kid's money. Hey, you want to you make bets, then you make bets. Um, he, so two things. First of all, when someone says to me, we're going to have a socialist president, I say, we already do. And then when, uh, and have, always have... Um, and then, uh, which always invites an interesting discussion afterwards, um, meaning they usually block me, uh, or if we're in person, they, they, I guess the in-person version of blocking me, which is stop talking to me. Um, uh, the other thing is this, so this is a common, uh, pro-socialist and communist refrain. Communism would work if the U S wouldn't stop trying to undermine it. We hear that all the time. Oh, it's the sanctions. It's the. It's the military involvement. It would work. Communism would totally work if America would just stop and stop leaving. It would just leave them alone. This is akin. This is very similar to someone saying, you know, our team would have won that game if the other team hadn't kept playing also and trying to beat them. That's the same thing. So Russia is trying to undermine America. China is trying to undermine America. Russia's trying to undermine China. China's trying to undermine Russia. France is trying to undermine Spain. Every, every pretty much every government, I shouldn't say France is trying to undermine Spain. Every competing country that's competing with another worldview of how a government should be run is actively trying to undermine that other country. And there's constant sabotage and, and, and counter-sabotage and all these different things. So... No one is immune to that. And the U.S. probably gets more of that than any other single country um, just because they're the you know, predominant, you know, they're, they're the big guy. So everyone's trying to go after the big guy. If your system can't stand up to other governments saying, no, we don't want to work with you, then, then it sucks. Like, I mean, you know, there's nothing great about, there's nothing inherently good about the mixed economy that the U.S. has, it does better than others just because it sucks less. So it's, it's truly a, 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 a you know, um, valedictorian at summer school moment, but it, it is what it is. Like the, the, the U.S., you know, communism fails because communism sucks. Right. Socialism fails because socialism sucks. Right. It, part of it sucking is the fact that it can't stand up to, you know, the pressure that every other system gets outside of itself. So there. Yep. So speaking of sucking, oh no. (laughs) 
Speaking of sucking, uh, if you happen to have a third trimester uh, abortion and they use the vacuum to suck that fetus out of you and that fetus survived, uh, the... <laughs> The Senate just blocked the bill uh, saying that you can uh, <laughs> off that baby because it was supposed to be aborted. So when you hear someone say, hey, speaking of sucking, there are a couple ways it could go. It could. Abortion is usually not one of them. No. Years so ago. It just, takes a writer to... Years ago, take it. When, when, when I was much more... Uh, Christian conservative-ish. Um, <laughs> I had a tape recorder, because, you know, this was... Uh, like, I had a tape recorder, and it was the sound of a vacuum with screaming. <laughs> and when somebody would piss me off on the phone, I would play it, and then I'd hang up. And when they would call me back, I would say, <laughs> our conversation got aborted. Oh, my God. That's... Do you still have that recording? <laughs> oh, no, God, no. Where, where do you get did you produce this sound oh i made it yeah no i made it i made oh, okay with the vacuum cleaner? yeah with a vacuum cleaner and me screaming yeah that's macabre right but, but yeah. um that is macabre um so yeah so i i'm an anarchist i do consider myself pro-life i think any voluntary society that is just and moral is going to recognize the uh, agency of an unborn child and and what it will come down to is a discussion about when it actually becomes a child and it isn't just a clump of cells and i think you're gonna have some groups that'll say hey the very moment of of fertilization and implantation that thing has its own unique dna it is it, you know it's if left to its own devices it's going to grow to be a person therefore it's a person some will say it's when the heart beats some will say it's you know at the moment of birth whatever they'll all have a, a, a some delineation of when we become people right we are all people we all have rights when did that start is is definitely something that we should figure out um so if we're going to have a government and if that government is you know the where it's told that it it's ostensible reason for existing is to protect our lives and rights then which is why I'm not upset when I hear that someone got arrested and convicted of murder because, okay, if the state wants to monopolize the ability to uh, dole out justice uh, after the fact for someone who, you know, harms someone else. Okay, great. Yeah. You're a rapist. You're a murderer. You're a th thief. You're a assaulter. You're whatever you're in prison. I'm not that worried about it. Like that's not, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not worried about that. If you, if you execute a pedophile, great, good. Um, so when I hear that they, you know, pass this, they couldn't pass a bill saying this isn't a question of second or even third trimester abortion. This is the baby survived the abortion and was born and and survived. Yeah, it survived, survived because and, it's a baby, right? And it's now when out. We've now we're now no longer talking about in the mother's womb, and it's part of the mother's body, my body, my choice. It's no longer her body. If you're even using that argument, it's no longer at that point her choice. The baby's alive. What are we talking about here? And this was, you know, before Ralph Northam got caught up in the whole blackface slash clan slash Michael Jackson incident. 
he talked about it on a on a I think a radio it was show. A ra- yeah, he talked radio about radio interview he did. Uh, yeah, having a having a having a uh, confidential conf- conversation or a discreet con- conversation about what- yeah the baby would be kept comfortable while they have a, 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 a conversation about it's whether it's going to live or not right even though it's it, it is outside of the womb living and breathing on its own theoretically maybe maybe with some sort of medical help but like outside of the womb its own body at this point and talking about whether or not it's going to live or not and 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 gonna live or not, and then what? Okay, so let's say they go, no, no baby. I don't want the baby, and I don't even want it to be adopted. I want the baby dead. Now what? Did you starve the baby to death? You chop its head? Like what? What exactly is going to happen in a medical in this medical center where you know supposedly babies are you know protected and human lives are, are you know they try to protect it. How how do you what, what are you going to do to this baby? Not feed it? Let it starve to death, which is one of the most horrific ways to die. You take uh, a vacuum and you put it over the nose and the mouth and you turn the vacuum on and suck the lungs out. Is that how they would do it? I have no clue. <laughs> I, have, I mean, there's not an answer no that idea. isn't gruesome. Right. No, there and I mean, there isn't an answer. To it in the, that's what they were going to do to it into the womb. Right. Uh, so I guess they'll do it outside the womb if they're staying consistent. They're going to chop its head off? They're going to... What are you going to do? Like, are you going to drop the baby in a vat of chemical? Like, what are you doing to this baby? It's, this is a baby now. It is a baby that has been born. The umbilical cord has been cut. And you've gone somewhere to have a conversation about it. Like, this is not... I, 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 I'm just... It, I, I, so they, they voted it down. And it's totally a partisan, you know... Uh, it was on. It fell on partisan lines. I, I don't think any Democrats crossed a vote in favor of it, the, uh, of, of of banning killing a baby. Um, and I don't think any Republicans crossed a vote against it. I think the reason it failed was because uh, you had some Republicans. Um, well, first of all, it was it didn't get sixty votes, but you also had uh, I think three Republicans who just didn't vote or something like that. Um, in my mind. As an anarchist, this tells me everything I need to know about the idea that the government is here to protect our rights. Because if the government isn't able to pass something saying that a baby that has been born can't be murdered because the parents wanted it dead before it was born, then don't tell me that the government's here to protect me because it's not. It's not here to protect. It, it's, it's, it clearly is not. Did we get cut off again? No, we're good. Oh, okay, good. What's funny is on any normal show, that pause that I do, because I do it to you all the time, when it's like, you know. all right, yeah, that's, I don't got anything to say about that, uh, would be it's fine. Post-spike rant silence. Right. It's just, ah, yeah. and then. Yep. I stopped listening two minutes ago, and I waited for your natural break in the way that you rant, and I was like, okay, no, now it's time to look back up, and it's like, Okay. Uh, and yeah, then it's like, oh, wait, no. Any, Spike. Any, That's why I've made you an anarchist, by the way. Like, <laughs> yeah. Talking and you go, all right, yes, good. Yeah, I agree with that, Spike. Um, but yeah. Ooh. 
I am not gonna. Today was uh, we started late. We started tired. Uh, we didn't really know what was happening at the beginning, and we we got everything kicked off, and everything seemed like it was going all right, and then, and then everything started yeah. going wrong. And yes, we had people. Our show's not even branded today. I know. Uh, we had people asking questions that I couldn't get to because I'm not the anarchist. You are. Um, and people were asking questions. And I was did like, we have anarchy questions. Yeah, we did. We had anarchy questions so much so that I'm getting text messages about them because the guy couldn't be there anymore. Um, so I made I'll, you I'll respond to the. I'll, I'll go through the comments later and I'll, uh, okay. I'll respond to those. Yeah. Cause like, I was like, man, I don't know how to answer that. So I'm moving on to Michael Cohen. <laughs> Because I know how to talk about that, kind of, <laughs> when you're sitting here with me, apparently. Um, good, oh, my gosh. It's a good yeah. thing I don't have my own show, like, with no guest. Um, if I just talked for 30 minutes, whoo. I did a, I did one show without a guest. No, I did No, I did two, but one of them was when you got sick. Right. And I just played music until Facebook. Yeah, until Facebook took us off. off the internet. Uh, I played uh, Warner Music songs. Oh, David Carter's back. Okay, so David Carter has some questions. Um, okay, he said he was okay. So he was asking about what about defending against uh, our enemies, and uh, I said referring to which enemies, and he said like ISIS and Russia. To which he has now amended that to also include North Korea. Okay, so we're talking about in an anarchist society. In an anarchist society, because he doesn't. Okay, so in an anarchist. Go ahead, go ahead, because this this actually came in later. So, okay, so David, thanks for the question. So, uh, ISIS would not exist, Al Qaeda would not mm. exist, um, and any of these uh, terrorist groups would not exist uh, absent the state, um, because the Department of Defense and Department of State would no longer be subsidizing and training and arming them. Um, so, and the CIA and all of those uh, would no longer be uh, protecting them. A lot of these cartels also would not be able to exist uh, uh, in because there a there'd be a free market. Uh, economy that was uh, allowing people to uh, freely trade these different things uh, like drugs and uh, B because you wouldn't have the government um, subsidizing them anymore um, so uh, that you can say goodbye to ISIS and all of the rest of that when you talk about foreign governments whether it's North Korea Russia China whatever um, so using another analogy when we hear that you know Amazon uh, is taking over you know retail Amazon and companies like Amazon we never say well what's going to protect Amazon from Sears or or Macy's or Toys R Us and the reason we don't uh, is because there is it's the opposite it's how are these companies even going to continue to exist in the face of this entirely new model that they can't fully adapt to right so and the reason, and, and we so we recognize that. And yet, when we talk about anarchy, we go, "Well, what's going to stop Russia from conquering us?" Well, two things. First of all, if we have demonstrated, if 320 million heavily armed people have demonstrated that they can't, e they're not even going to tolerate being governed by a domestic government who pretends to be governing in their interest. You know, the con govern government of the what is it? Uh, 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 government of the con. Uh, Commons? No, consent. What is uh, that? Uh, Something by consent. Of the consent. Rule by consent. Rule anyway, by whatever. Consent. If if we've eliminated that, you know, that we're not even going to consent to lo our friends and neighbors becoming politicians and governing over us, we're clearly not going to tolerate a foreign government doing it. And 
when you couple that with so 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 then Russia, China, whatever is going to have one of two options: fight against a tenacious group of people who just demonstrated they don't want to be governed by anyone, and they're heavily heavily armed. Because you want to talk about heavily armed when the U.S. government disbands all those tanks and and Apache choppers and weapon systems and smaller, all those are going somewhere. And more than likely where they're going is to people that just buy them or take them. You know, it depends on how the government would, would go down exactly, but they're going to be owned by someone. Um, and you'd probably also have people owning nukes, but even if you didn't have people owning nukes, there's going to be sufficient uh, 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 deterrence to doing that, especially when the alternative is to just trade with us and make a fortune because we're going to have one of the freest markets, one of the most prosperous societies. So there's no, there's very little upside to trying to attack us, and almost, and oh, they're going to southern rednecks. Exactly, yeah, a lot of rednecks are getting. Them. You're right. Yeah, yeah they're, they're gonna, it's, this is not going to be a place people are going to want to conquer. They're going to want to trade. But here's where it gets even deeper than that. What's gonna, the real question? There is if we've demonstrated that we can actually be free and that it works, then what on earth is going to keep Russia safe, Russian government safe from its own citizens saying, what the hell do we need this government for? Why don't we hire some of these former U.S.-based liberation companies to come over here with all their newly liberated weapon systems and, uh, and free us from our, uh, you know, uh, our government for the low, low price of you know, 500 million bucks? Uh, that's where I see things going. I think that if if any uh, uh, sizable country, not even the U.S., but any sizable country demonstrated that they didn't need a government at all, not even local governments, that it, a fully voluntary society, a hodgepodge of different groups that would just live in freedom and free commerce with one another, free association and dissociation with one another, statism's over. It's a domino effect. You're going to have people that are saying, so in, in my mind, None of these other governments are going to be in of uh, 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 are, are going to be in a position of even being able. They're going to be trying to defend themselves against the inevitable collapse of their government before they're worried about conquering a, a, another government. A yet a third answer. If I'm wrong, the worst case scenario is that we get taken over by war by people by governor by politicians. We get taken over by politicians. And subjected to their laws, and that are enforced by their armed, badged, uh, 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 you know, people that that whose job it is to tell us what to do, and they will tax us for the pleasure of that, and they will teach our children in their government schools that this is all perfectly normal, so that when they're when they grow up, they'll think it's normal and not even think about resisting it, and within a few generations, in other words, the worst case scenario is that we just end up back where we are now. Because we are governed by warlords. We are governed by an entity that doesn't care for us as individuals and just wants to take from us. They might speak Russian this time. They probably wouldn't, because Russian sucks. And English is becoming the language of the world anyway. So we probably wouldn't even have to worry about learning Russian. We're definitely not going to worry about learning Chinese because those people are learning English at a blistering pace because they also recognize Chinese sucks. Um, also, and just real quick, uh, Dave. Um, also, just so any so everybody knows here, Dave Carter and I have been friends for. Well, okay, let me think of how old we say we are. We've been friends since we were three. We'll say um, we've been friends for like twenty five years. 
Uh, he he. <laughs> he literally he literally is like my best friend in the entire world. Uh, but uh, Dave, just so you know, what you are seeing on Facebook is about a three and a half minute delay from what we are actually saying. Uh, I don't know if that's true though, because I'm seeing about a six second delay. Really? Yeah. I think sometimes the longer that you've been on that page for the episode, the longer the uh, the longer the delay is. Because yeah, I'm I'm now watching me explain this right now. Oh, okay. so it's it's actually not as bad as you think it is. Okay. Um, well, there's a delay. So, so like when you say when you ask a question like because of protection against outside influence, I don't know what that was in reference to. We have no idea what you're talking about. Right. Um. Yeah, yeah, it is pretty. It's, 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 there's about a 20, and then, and then I guess your response, there's a delay as well. So, about maybe say 20, 30 second delay. Um, so then he also says, I don't disagree with you in an ideal situation, but is it realistic to transition to this anarchy system in present day society? No, no, it is not, which is why the whole point of what I do and, and I guess what Matt's doing as well. If you tried to get rid of the government right now, it would just get replaced with another government, probably a worse one. If history is a guide, it would get replaced with the worst one. French Revolution, American Revolution, uh, all of these different uh, 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 revolutions uh, in Africa and in Asia against British rule, they all got replaced with something worse for the people um, because uh, now everyone's pissed off. And, and, and here, here's why it's worse. If you replace a government, if you get rid of a government and 99% of people still think we need a government, we're going to get a government. And it's going to be a military government because we just had a militant uprising against. And so now the revolutionaries become the rulers. They're still bloodthirsty and they're looking to purge anyone who didn't agree with them. And it's just so that, so that's, that's what, that's how that works. So I'm, even though I believe that we have a moral, we are morally justified in resisting the state to whatever degree we choose to, which is why when I hear uh, someone shot a cop, I'm like, okay. Um, But then there's the question of, is that a good idea? For the individual, almost always a bad idea. Right. And, and for us as a country, a collective, whatever you want to call us, also a bad idea. Because we aren't there yet. Where we need to be is in, if even a sizable portion, say 20, 30, 40% of people said, I don't want government, I'm opting out of government, I'm actively choosing not to whatever, pay taxes, or, or even if I still pay some taxes, I'm not going to pay all the taxes, or whatever. Uh, or I'm not going to take part in the, 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 the joke that this government is. The enforcement mechanism of government can, can't be much bigger than 1%, meaning like the number of people in the population that make up that protection mechanism. If it's much more than 1%, it ends up looking like a North Korea where it's just the entire economy is geared towards enforcing itself, enforcing the, the state um, just because of the cost involved in enforcing law. So you've got what, like not even 2 million cops in the U.S., if 50 million people are saying, nah, screw you, I'm not doing any of this, government ends because you can't, even if it still claims to exist, that's going to be a, a domino effect where, 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 you know, no one's going to be, no one's, no one's going to be taking the police seriously if they know it's going to be impossible for them to enforce. Um, look at how it is with weed. If people want to smoke weed, they smoke weed because no one really takes it seriously get caught in front of a cop but you know if i want to smoke weed i'll smoke weed what, what are they going to do about it so many people are smoking weed they can't really effectively do anything about it now now imagine if now the thing that everyone's not doing is paying taxes or or you know getting licenses to drive 
it can't enforce itself. So that's how I would envision anarchy happening is by just an increasing number of people saying, this is stupid. It's immoral. It's unjust. We don't need a government. We do better without a government. Government exists to harm us. And, uh, and enough people did that to the point where just the government kind of either went away slash politicians started saying, well, if you vote for me, I'll, get, I'll help you get rid of the government. There, there's many different ways it could happen. I think it's a probably multi-generation process. Um, so no, right now, no, no, that's not happening. But it's still, this is the first step of that even happening is, is, is telling people, I'm not going to pretend government's okay because I don't think it's realistic to get rid of it right now. Government's not okay. And we should be talking about what a post-state society would look like and how we can get there in as peaceful and as, uh, stable a way as possible. So there. Um, real quick about, about Dave Carter. Um, like I said, he and I, he and I have been friends for ever. And, um, uh, he, 25 years, yeah, 25 years. Um, we, you know, we met each other and immediately became friends, you know, obviously ups and downs cause that's what friendships do. But he and I were each other's first roommates. And, oh, okay. Um, but yeah, we were each other's first roommates and long before like, our friendship at that point had had already spanned six, seven, eight years, but because um, you know we moved in together when we were in like eighth grade. But um, math, math is hard when I'm telling stories about people from my past and I'm lying about my age. Um, but <laughs> started when I was seventeen three, years ago, right? Um, but he and I moved in together, and he worked at a Starbucks who, you know, as we all know, the CEO is running for president old Howard Schultz is an independent. Uh, Oh yeah. Yeah. Which is going to be just fun to watch. Nice. (laughs) Um, but he's, he's running as a, you know, he's running, but Dave Carter was one time one of his employees. Now when we were in eighth grade, when we were in eighth grade, we both took Latin and I took Latin because my dad wanted me to take French and I didn't want to. So I took Latin and he took Latin because he wanted to be a doctor. Now over the course of time, life gets in the way. So he ended up dropping, he ended up uh, dropping out of high school, getting his GED. He ended up going into the workforce, you know, where he worked for Starbucks and then he worked for a pool hall and then he worked for a uh, loan provider. I think um, something like that, and then he, okay. and then he uh, moved down to Richmond, Virginia, and he started going to school. And he recently, uh, he recently, years late, like years after graduation, years after most people were becoming doctors, he recently graduated and is now a doctor in Kentucky. Um, so, didn't graduate high school. Still was able to get into college by taking like just your basics at uh, the community college and then getting accepted full time mm-hmm. and then got into medical school and uh, he went to medical school at Liberty University in Virginia and then now he is a doctor and he he was able to achieve all of these dreams and honestly out of all of my friends I look up to this guy more than probably ninety five percent of them. 
because he really is just an amazing human being. If I could be like any of my friends, and I don't want to be like David, but if I could be like any of them, it would be him because he's a genuine, honest, true person. But like when we were talking about the addiction thing, uh, he texted me and he said, sincerely proud of both of y'all for your sobriety. Really cool to hear both of you speaking about it and encouraging others. Thank you, man. And, you know, Thank you. That, that is the type of person that he is. He, he wrote me a letter when I first moved from Virginia and I w- went to Arizona, and it's one of my favorite things that anybody's ever written me. But before that, we were living together. And uh, we, act, we lived together after that, too. But before that, we were living together. And at night... So he was working at the Starbucks. While he was working at the Starbucks, he worked with this woman named Bonnie. And Bonnie would do the morning shift. And Bonnie was also the overnight DJ on the oldies station. So okay. he and I, you know, you, you, you and I talk at 3, 4, 5 o'clock in the morning. That would not have changed when I was 18. I still would have been up for you to talk to. So we right. didn't have anybody to talk to back then. You know, the, the social media was not as prevalent as it is today. And yeah. Much lonelier world much for, uh, for the night for owls. So right. we would call the late night DJ at this oldie station. This was before we knew it was Bonnie. And we would call the late night DJ. And we would call as Harvey and Elwood. And we would all, <laughs> because uh, Jimmy Stewart movie. Um, but we would call as Harvey and Elwood. And we would request songs and we would always request the monkeys all the time so much so that when she did a contest to see davy jones in concert i think she fixed it so we could go see him in concert so we actually did and when davy jones died very sad day when dave carter got married very sad day for me i'm certain he was happy but uh you know for me awful i would hope so right i would hope (laughs) but for me awful and uh when i was driving back from his wedding uh I played the monkeys the entire way, and everybody in the car is like, why are we listening to the fucking monkeys? And I was like, listen, you don't get to say right now. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I was tearing up. I was so upset uh, because I don't have him to call at 4 o'clock in the morning anymore. Now I have you. Um, But... uh, And I'm not going to listen to the monkeys with you. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. Um, But yeah, we would always request the monkeys. And so any time that one of them passes away... It's a very sad day for both of us. And Peter Tork, who is the bassist for the Monkees, passed away earlier this week. And immediately I thought of Dave, and I I was the one that let him know when Davy Jones passed away. And he was having a bad day, and he goes, that just makes my day worse. And then he didn't talk to me for like a day and a half. And I was like, I'm not telling him Peter Tork died. I'm not not breaking that news to him. I'm going to let his wife do that. Just so yep. we can maybe talk later, but um, of course that could then go where he's like, "How could you not tell me that Peter?" <laughs> but yeah, I thought um, we were friends. But yeah, no, seriously, he he is genuinely the greatest person that I have ever met in my life, and my parents wish that I was a lot more like him. Uh, but I I like being sarcastic and arrogant and um, underachieving at everything that I do, so. Uh, I don't really want to. I don't want to set that expectation too high for people. And, you know. But yeah, again, 
that that's who you have been explaining anarchism to for the last half. Oh, cool. I'm glad. Now I really want to make him an anarchist. Um, but David, those are all good questions, and that's that's really what it comes down to is people once they are like, okay, well, I think you're right that you know government isn't right, but how does that work? And I say, you know, not now. It doesn't work. You know, like if if it's just you and me, and you know, however, you know, maybe half a percent of the population that thinks that it, it's not going to work. Um, we can look for ways to be more free and we have to choose for ourselves as individuals exactly how free we are okay with being in the face of a world where it's illegal to be free. Um, but, you know, that's a personal choice to make. But, uh, you know, th- but what we can do, and thankfully it is legal to do, is to say we don't need this and, and we, can, we can talk about how that looks. Um, Sarah said the military could enforce that's true, but again, that only adds another million and a half people. And if you're talking 50, 60 million people telling their... And again, cops, military, these are people we know. And we say, yeah, no, I'm not going to listen to you. If, if everyone around them or if you know, half of the people that they're around say, no, we're not going to listen to you. At what point do they even continue to be a police officer? You know, because what comes with that as well is we don't respect your profession. You know, I'm not against you as a person, but I don't care that you're a cop. I don't want to do this. I'm not going to do this. Um, it's a big disincentive to, to join. It's just, a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a snowball effect where now people don't want to join the police. Cause why are you even doing it? You know, uh, you know, no one's listening anyway. Um, so it just, it becomes very demoralizing for government. And I think in that kind of situation, if it's a societal change in the same way that, you know, Every other massive societal change has happened over time, and it, and there was this linchpin moment where things just really just started to crumble. I think that's what would happen with statism, and we are nowhere near that. We are in we are zero percent. We are zero point two percent on the way to that. Um, so that's that's my answer to that. So big news. I had to make sure this is correct. Big news next week. <laughs> Next week, there'll be five shows of Muddied Waters Media happening. Monday through Friday of Muddied Waters. Monday through Friday of Muddied Waters. You will be able to watch Spike, me, or Jason Lyon. Jason Lyon. Jason Lyon. All five days. All five days. And you'll be able to listen to us whenever you want. Um, Anytime. So... Next uh, next week, what do you what do you have next week? Well, or what so do you have this week? Sorry, what do you have this week? So it, it it's starting with Monday, right? He's starting Monday. He's starting Monday. Okay, so well, first of all, okay, let's do this week. week. Let's do so, this week. Yeah, this week. So tomorrow, I have Larry Sharp, guys. Larry Sharp, one of the most prominent libertarians in the party in the Libertarian Party right now. Uh, he got the most votes. He got more votes than any other libertarian uh, in the last election cycle when he ran for uh, governor in the gubernatorial race in uh, New York. I like saying gubernatorial. Um, so he is, and he's a, you're going to love this episode. We already pre-recorded it. Um, he's, a, he's, a, he's an awesome guy. It's going to be a fun episode. So uh, Larry Sharp tomorrow. My fellow Americans, 8 p.m. Eastern Sharp, because I pre-recorded it. And then who do you have on Thursday? Matt? And then on Thursday, 
I just lost Spike again. And then on Thursday, I have uh, Matthew Parks, who uh, owns a marketing agency. He's a crypto enthusiast and an advocate of online privacy. Um, he also hosts our website and uh, helps us out with some of the online marketing that we do. Uh, he is going to come on and talk about uh, online privacy and ways that you can kind of protect yourself as well as give out a couple of tips on the old uh, crypto. Um, cool. Can you still hear me? I can hear you. Um, oh, okay, good. But yeah, I also pre-recorded that. So that's going to be beginning at 8.07. Okay. Only because when I was making it, uh, when I set it up, I accidentally, I was setting it up at like 3.07 in the morning and I didn't change the 07 portion. Um, so it's starting at 8.07 here on the old Facebook on YouTube, it's starting at 8. And uh, if you just want to listen to us on uh, your favorite podcasting app, uh, that will be also available at 8 o'clock on the nose. So Facebook will just be seven minutes behind. Um, hey, hey, you're back. Um, I'm back. And then next week, Monday, we have Jason Lyon premiering uh, Mr. America, The Bearded Truth. Then all new episodes of Muddy Waters of Freedom, My Fellow Americans, and The Writer's Block. To, to bookend the week, we have Mr. America, The Bearded Truth again. Two days a week, Mr. America, America, The Bearded Truth. Jason Lyon, whose memes have been on fire on, on, our, fire. on our Facebook page. He, on he has his makeup. finger on the pulse of our audience better than you know, we I, have. He was worried. He was like, you know, I don't know if my me And I'm like, you know, just give it a shot. And he's like, okay. And then his, I'm like, well, damn, now I don't, I don't know if my memes are. Actually, he's been dragging up all of our memes. Like, all of our memes are doing better because of him. Yeah. So if his show is a tenth as good of his memes, then... You're going to be in for quite a show. So, um, so look forward to that. So, guys, thank you so much for joining us on this gaff-tastic episode. <laughs> gaff-tastic. Gaff-tastic. It's good that we called it. What was the, what do we call it? The minimal preparation episode? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> something like that. We were true to form when it came to that today. So, thank you for, for uh, joining us. And uh, we will see you tomorrow and then Thursday. And then we'll see you all of next week and Monday through Friday for every week from now until the very bitter end. And where we're going, we oh, no, God. We know we got <laughs> social media. Oh, yeah, social media. Uh, remember, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash freedom. You can find us on Twitter at muddied underscore waters. You can find us on Instagram at muddied waters of freedom. You can find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash muddiedwatersmedia. And you can find this in every other episode at muddiedwatersoffreedom.com. Come and on uh, Thursday, thank Matthew Parks for hosting that. Yes, thank you for hosting our website and for building at least the, the frame of that I've tinkered around with quite a bit on the site. So, um, okay, so now <laughs> you're allowed to leave. We thank you for joining us. I will see you tomorrow night. And where we're going, we don't need roads.
Subside.